0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, recorded live at River Road Studios. Today's show is brought to you by Get Healthy Now with Candace.
1: Get healthy now. Not later. Not before. Already now. And not tomorrow. Now. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Right now.
1: If you'd love to do a consult and look at ways that you can get more healthy in your life, that you can improve your current feelings of wellness and, and lifestyle, Give me a shout. You can look up, look me up at GetHealthyNow.com or get com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. And Occupy,
0: Occupy Medical.
2: Occupy Medical is is changing. We have – What? Yes, I know. It's really mm-hmm. weird. But we, I've always in the past said we're a street reach and we're still doing street reach. We're doing it a different way. We have a place in Springfield and we also have a clinic that we have opened and have been doing for the last couple of months in Eugene – And that's the street reach part where we're specifically working with people that are unhoused. The clinic that we have in Springfield is a building and we have two Mm -hmm. suites of it. And one part is for hygiene supplies and food for people that are, are struggling. They can just come in and get whatever they need. Mm -hmm. And then we have the other part, which is the medical part with the herbal um, part of it. And then the counseling as well as the integrated health part. And that is just because we have, A place, just like anybody that's coming out of being unhoused to being housed, they find all of a sudden all of these survival skills that they needed to have time for. They don't need to have time for it anymore because, you know, they got four walls around us and that's the same thing for us. So it's been great to be able to burst out and do a whole bunch more projects. So,
1: So how can people contribute?
2: Well, we are a 501c3 and that is... There's a bunch of uh, information that we have on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at occupy
0: medical.org. All right. And we're now, uh, our next sponsor is Mudpa Design House, uh, formerly Hunter Creation. This is the first time we're talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Over the air, if you will. So Mud Paw Design House is a company that Candace and I run and own, and it is graphic design and website design. If you're looking for a website that will match your, your branding of your, of your, your printed materials, we can help you out. Or if you have, uh, printed materials and need a website, we can help you out with that too. So let us know at mudpawdesignhouse.com. And
2: that's a mud paw. Like a Dog paw. That's mud Muddy.
0: Paw you know? right? Design. Dot com or designhouse.com That's cute. All right. <laughs> All right. And how about you, Sue? What about me? What do, you, what do you What do you? bring to the table?
2: What do I bring to the table? Well, I've got two. Should I just talk about the two things real quick?
0: Would, uh, yeah, sure. I'll
2: talk about Patreon first. Um, so I mentioned before about Occupy Medical, and I do a lot of stuff just during the week working with people that I cannot build them. I just yeah. can't. They don't yeah. have any money. <laughs> right. But being yeah. a community herbalist, the work – Uh, I've been doing this for so long, the work just has to be done. So I am asking for people to donate to my Patreon account so that I can continue working with people. And with that kind of sponsorship, that means that um, I could also continue training other folks that want to open up clinics like we have. And I've been doing that and I've just been kind of doing it for free. So we need community herbalism in this country and I am willing to be um, the voice of experience so I just need support from people, and you can go to my Patreon account at www.patreon.com patreon. dot com slash Okay, that's really cool. Yep, that's just one of them.
0: Do you have any? Oh, do you have any more? Do you have any supporters yeah. already?
2: So I do. I have a couple of wonderful supporters that have been brave enough to put in for um, one of them as a one-time supporter, and then a, um, the others are monthly supporters. Nice, nice. Yep.
0: So All right. Did you have something else? Thank you very else? much.
2: Yes. Yeah, so there's also uh, Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting, and that's at the gmail.com. And that is my business that I do herbal consulting, and that is for people get charged per hour for that one. So mm-hmm. that's they, they get the same kind of service, um, and I can come to people's houses and do things online, and uh, that's available. So you've heard the genius now you can have that <laughs> in your life too. <laughs> right,
0: Ace High Heat Graphics custom imprinted shirts and caps and everything else that you can wear. Um, they're specially they're specializing in um, event wear. So if you are a an herbal organization and you are putting on a fair or a festival and you need to have two three hundred shirts done, that Ace High Heat Graphics can help you out and save you a lot of money.
1: Yeah. you know the other thing that Ace High Heat Graphics is doing is also doing branded. Wear for companies. So, for within the company. So, if you are a herbal organization and you have employees and people and volunteers that you want to get, have them all wearing like the same shirts or they would like to support the company by purchasing a shirt, that's another thing that graphics does. Right. G-Graphics yeah. We're, we're in mm-hmm. fact,
0: we, we're doing a, a, a company store for a large client right now. So, their nice. employees can go there and buy, um, their shirts. Um, we did a promotion for that company and all the employees liked the shirts so much that they, they wanted to buy them for workwear. Nice. Mm-hmm. So they said, can you help us with that? So we're setting them up with a with an online store.
2: That's really cool. And yeah. with the political season brewing up, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would want their slogans written on their shirts too.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. And finally, the Herbal Nerd Society, for which we would not be able to do any of this. Right. Right?
1: Yes. We are thankful for the Herbal Nerd Society. Yeah.
0: When I don't want to come here some days and record because I got other things to do, I just remember there's a bunch of Herbal Nerd Society members paying me to get here. I yeah, know. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs>
2: And they get content every single week. We put an article mm-hmm. together.
0: So above and beyond the, the more advanced herbal articles for the Herb of the Month, uh, we also have access to all of the old podcasts from – which we realize today we've done this for about six years now. So we have 180 yeah. episodes, 160 of which are in the backlog. So you have 160 episodes of podcasts that you can mm-hmm. get a hold of if you're the practical or the herbal nerd society member. And also you get an ad free viewing experience, no mm-hmm. pop-ups, no, you know, right. banner ads, no Google ads. It's just straight content. Yep.
2: And so. the let's talk series where we have a, a yeah. section where people yeah. can listen to Some of our guests give a a specific information about their chosen topic.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. On with the show. Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 185. It's our Herb Lab show with uh, talking about wildcrafting. And we had the lovely Howie and uh, Christina in our studio last week. And they talked all about wildcrafting in the desert. And they talked about wildcrafting in our area of Oregon a great conversation. They're both two colorful people, and it was a lot of fun, and they brought up a lot of issues, and talking about um, wildcrafting is just not a free-for-all. So without further ado, here are your hosts. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Susie LeBay. I'm
2: Candace Hunter. Yes, uh, and who am I? I am Sue Lupe. Wow,
0: we never mess that up except for the last couple of weeks. You really did a few times. I'm like, oh, I forget the right word or whatever. What was those cannabis so, shows? All right. Uh, uh, oh, okay.
1: All wow. right. And welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Real Herbalism Radio. Herbalism.
2: <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. So
1: you do a lot more wildcrafting than I do, don't you? I do,
2: I do. Yeah, I pick things up and process them. Well, we have yeah. the Occupy Medical. We get a whole bunch of stuff. I work with Patty Leahy, yeah. and she's kind of the she's the team leader for the gathering for all the herbs that go through Occupy Medical, and it's we I mean, we have gallons of of right. herbs and pounds of of herbs that have to, still have to be processed. Yeah. So it's. Her her basement is full of herbs that are in process or waiting to go into process.
1: Yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty amazing.
2: Yes, she's got a tidy little process that she's got set up there, and she, we have people scheduled for when things will be ready and when they we when need to come in and get them, and other things that are better to get donated from already put together and just oh it's a thing it's just a thing yeah then it's in my house and then it's in the warehouse and then it's at the clinic and the.
1: (sighs) but even at that I mean even all of that stuff which is a huge operation in and of itself aside you get out into the into nature and oh yes I've watched you you're always picking stuff up
2: I am not
1: usually putting it in your ears up your nose or in your eyes
2: trying not to yes
1: but for the most part, you're picking. I'm, up a lot I'm of out stuff. there. I'm out
2: there a couple of couple of days a week, so yeah. it, it's in, in, and like what Howie was talking about. The process is uh, being out in nature is part of the wildcrafting. It's part of the herbalist. Whether you're putting things in your pocket or whether you're just taking pictures or you're just strolling around noticing the changes and and I oftentimes wonder, oh, this is. This area here, I bet this would be a great place for this plant to show up because I notice it's changing. You know, the there's more water. There's a, a place that is in Springfield and there's a little levee there and there's all these cottonwoods. And we just had a flood uh, in this area that's mm-hmm. been in the news. And I was thinking, wow, with all that water, I bet this spring we could have a couple of these cottonwoods with oyster um, oyster mushrooms growing on it and indeed. Yep. Yeah. So we're that's one of the things about this weather that we have it is hazardous and it is very um, scary but also it's great for things like mushrooms that the oyster mushrooms depend on uh, cold weather after some warm weather in order to burst out. Right. So the one that I found and Dave has a picture of me, it had the Cottonwood had fallen over
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh because of it was basically underwater.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
2: So but the oyster mushrooms had bloomed on the on the tree itself and then it fell over. And so the pictures of uh, I'm standing on this tree that is mostly underwater and I'm picking the <laughs> oyster mushrooms that are also mostly underwater. <laughs>
1: Classic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, safety first, you know. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that we didn't talk about a lot on the show, but that I've always appreciated when I've gone out with you in the woods, is that you're always picking up things, including things other human beings have left oh, behind. Yeah, And that, I think, is also part of the crafting.
2: Mm-hmm. Is, yep. You know,
1: taking care of the area, including removing any junk you find that mm-hmm. doesn't belong there.
2: Yeah, because that's not honorable to plastic bags and crud like that that's just that's horrible that makes it bad for everybody mm-hmm. and then when you're going up there and you're filling your pockets with garbage and then when on the trip back you're like oh it's pretty now and right. you know you have a sense of of pride also a sense of belonging because yeah. you were you're part of that it's an interaction so it feels like a good healing yeah you?
1: well the trees and the plants appreciate it yes yeah i hope so yep Oh, they do. Okay. All right. I've all right. heard. I, 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 I I've believe heard. you. I listen. They mm-hmm. tell me. Yeah, I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> that neurotic old lady is really helping out today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Sure, she may have climbed up higher than we wanted her to <laughs> yeah. to get those crazy oyster mushrooms, but then she picked up some of the crap and the plastic. Yep. So we'll forgive her. She can oh. take the oysters. It's good. Nice. Yeah. But I didn't take them all. I just
2: took enough for like three trays in my food dryer. That's nice. all I wanted. And that that is something that I, they touched on a little bit, but I know Howie's always been this thing about herb lust and just people going in and pick, 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 pick picking. Yeah. And you figuring out your inventory ahead of time is part of that process too. Yeah. What do you need? And right. what are, not what would be exciting to have, but what right. what do you actually need? Because right. it's dishonorable to take a whole bunch of stuff and then just let it rot right
1: yes yes what you take from the nate from out from the wilderness or the local park or wherever you should use mm-hmm. don't let it go bad that's honestly that's a sin yeah and don't, don't find some fake use that, for it either I don't use that word lightly but that's a sin uh-huh <laughs>
2: you know? yeah that's that's nasty i had a uh herb exchange that there was a bunch of us that gathered together and we were all sharing things that we had. And that's another way of, uh, you know, yeah. you end up with extra or, or a deficit at some point, even as careful as you might try to be. And I had like pa- a couple packages of, of different vegetable seeds and, yeah. you know, or whatever. And I was sharing that. And then some like herbs that had grown in my, in my garden that had just gone crazy. Yeah. So sharing those and this person comes in or comes in and she plops down this, huge bag of seeds and they are all these uh like it was a native uh lamation or something seed she says it's very very unusual to find this plant and i found a whole field of them so i just harvested all of these seeds i mean i'm talking a huge bag of those seeds so she'd done a lot of work to collect them all and she goes and i just don't know what to do with them all like
1: oh maybe go sprinkle them back in that's in that field yeah why would you why would you do that and it's like, well, yeah. if you guys could just take a few, like, I would only grow a couple of these. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why when you buy packets of seeds from places like strictly medicinal seeds, it's mm-hmm. like maybe 10 or 20 in there.
2: Mm-hmm. How yep. many
1: do you really need? How much do you really people?
2: need? <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about, I didn't know too much about the plant itself and, and the herbalist didn't know too much about it. Well, she that's just, even worse. So <laughs> there was so many times oh. when I'm listening to her talk and just, my, my only thought is,
1: why? 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 Like, I, freaking, I yeah. like
2: learning about them, too. Yeah. But it was.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I have to uh. admit that there have been times where I have harvested quite a lot, like, you know, the gallon of sage tincture that I've made. Right. In any given year. <laughs> but, <laughs> sure. But, but I'm also really, I'm very like I'm not going to make more sage tincture until I've used up all that I have. Right. And, or, you know, and that was, that gallon was a gallon for just my little family.
2: So mm-hmm. right, yeah,
1: a little ridiculous, but I didn't need to buy or make any, I didn't need to harvest any more sage for tincture for several years. And I didn't, And mm-hmm. you know, I take good care of the medicine that I've got and I treat it with respect. Right. I don't let things, you know, just, go you yeah you know because it's that's not respectful right
2: and overdoing it like that is a classic greenhorn move mm-hmm. we've all done that
1: right yeah no
2: i i, well, I, there have I know i've been so many I've times
1: i mean i've got right now i admit i've got about two gallons of saint john's wort oil because i was making dragon's kiss Salve a lot mm-hmm and then I'm not right. So, oh, yeah, you know, you're planning that. for, you know, I, I was selling it and, and selling a lot of it. And then I just haven't really marketed it much. Mm-hmm. So I haven't sold that much. So I've got this large amount of oil stored in my refrigerator, uh-huh. you know, taking up a lot of space. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, and, and we're, you know, not practicing in a sport that requires nearly as much Healing from bruises, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> you know, as we once were. So, you yeah. know, that happens, right? Or there's the year where you thought you had plenty of aloe campaign, easily plenty, and then the whole family got sick twice with the flu, the or the throat thing that lasts for like a month each time. Mm-hmm. And you know, six weeks into it, you're out, right? Yeah, you know, and you thought that that you know half a pound you had stored was plenty, mm-hmm. but no, now you're out. Yeah. So, for it can sure. be hard to predict.
2: Yep. Yeah. And I also in the herb world and this clinic that I have, I will get offered there's some things that I get offered every year, just mm-hmm. huge amounts of it. Uh I, I I don't even I don't even accept comfrey anymore.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say They're comfrey.
2: Like comfrey. Yeah. I've got comfrey. I bet you do.
1: Yeah. I yeah. bet
2: you have comfrey. And I have specific people that I'm getting lemon balm from.
1: Nice. Yeah. No, I just because
2: if I just open those floodgates, it
1: because there's so it, much.
2: There's so it. much. It was introduced here in this area, and 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 if you listen to the podcast uh, 184, then Howie talks about that as well. It's just, there's yeah. lemon balm as far as the eye I can see. Oh, uh, yeah. we don't we don't really need any more of that. And I have tried freezing it.
1: Mm, How would that work?
2: Uh, if you freeze it and you put it in small bags, then it's fine. And then when you don't defrost it, just throw it put in, in. throw it in your crock pot or your instant pot or whatever, when you're making whatever you're making, Like don't don't. Yeah. yeah. yeah that is right Cause it'll turn because black if yeah. it starts to defrost.
1: Right. And then you'll end up losing. Yep. It won't be worth it. Right. Yeah. So
2: it's, it's a fragile little plant and uh, there's a lot you can do with, with dry too, but the, yeah lemon balm dry it the chlorophyll just leaches out right. even even yeah, preserved do, the way i've got it preserved
1: yeah the chlorophyll part of it you're going to need to get from something else yep, yep. and
2: the smell you don't have the smell in it a year old no. lemon balm dry mm-mm. no <laughs> no no so it's it's something that we have a lot of and and i am not asking for donations of that
1: yeah, please to not not so much so. <laughs> right, not
2: a, you know if somebody wants to donate lemon balm tincture. Yeah, but even right. then, I've had people that are donating things that they it was their first time doing, and the mm. the tincture itself was was bland. Yeah. There was n- hardly anything there, so I
1: was like, oh, yeah, I want
2: to I want to be grateful, but I don't want. to.
1: But then you're going to have to go and you get have more.
2: to learn more how to make this stuff. Yeah. So, but there's a learning curve in everything. It's an art
1: form. It it's is definitely an art it form. Is.
2: But anyway, getting back to wildcrafting.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't get out as often as you do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to change that in my life, but you know, parent running businesses, I, yep. it's hard, sure. it's hard for me to get out. And so my solution to not getting out and which, you know, is not us awesome. optimum is I tend to buy seeds and grow plants instead. Mm-hmm. So like this year, this year for the first time I started a peony plant, I could buy the white peony. Yeah. A white oh. peony. And I could buy them from the local um, nurseries cause they do have them already grown. But I mm-hmm. decided I wanted to, to develop the relationship with the plant I wanted to start it from seed, mm-hmm. and so that's one that should grow in our area just fine. No sure, problem. sure. And I know that one's going to probably take a couple of years to actually germinate, and I'm okay with that too. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, I buy you know seeds or I buy starts of plants so mm-hmm. that you know I can get to know the plant growing in my environment. Um, and normally I don't buy things that are going to take very long to germinate because I don't have a very large house. I don't have a greenhouse, right? You know, I'm just a little city, right? City lot, you know. Um, but one of the herbs that Christina talked about, I've read about, and I'd really like to get to know better would be yerba mansa. Oh, and I definitely don't live in the desert anywhere near the hot kind of climate that yerba mansa likes. Mm-hmm. So I decided that. We'll see what happens. I bought some seeds. Oh, wow. Strictly Medicinal Seeds has them. And I was like, you know, I'll give it a try. And even if it doesn't super love my climate and all of that that I can provide, because we do have a damp winter, damp, cold winters, Mm -hmm. and our our nights get pretty cold, and I don't know if it's going to like that. Our days can be nice and warm if I get it in a nice sunny spot once Mm -hmm. it germinates. Right. But germinating is probably going to be hard because it requires a really warm area. Mm -hmm. But then again, I've got a cabinet that we call the proofing cabinet, which is just really a, a cabinet for plates and stuff mm-hmm. that's right above our espresso machine. So it's always hot. Oh, <laughs> so I put it in the proofing cabinet and we'll see. OK, you know, and once it starts to sprout, it can't go in that cabinet anymore. because right. It's light, you know, light, light. Yeah. But I figure it, it likes as far as I understand, it likes really hot weather for sprouting. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And you
2: your know. your yard, you have different kind of biomes in different yes. parts of it there's the the side that has uh it's got the tree there so it's shadier yeah. and then the the back your back 40 what has that gravel so that's that's definitely yes. warmer so yeah. that's probably where you're thinking of putting it yeah
1: the farm gets nice and hot and i figure if i put it in a pot out there mm-hmm. then uh, in the farm where it can be hot and then i can either bring it in at night if it seems like i need to or i can move it around to keep it in the more sunnier areas mm-hmm. you know So we'll see. I mean, it may not last very long with me in my, you know, Willamette Valley uh, climate, but Mm -hmm. it's my one of the ways that I can reach out to that plant because I know I'm not going to ever wildcraft it. I don't know that I'll ever have a chance to see her in her environment. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm fortunate at some point in the future, I will receive some small amount of it that I can give it a try as medicine just on a really, you know small family personal kind of level but it's a plant I've wanted to get to know better mm-hmm. she talked about uh, creosote bush or the lorea, yeah and that's mm-hmm. one that I have seen and met in the desert oh yeah and it was <laughs> you know for me that's I've only been to the desert a few times you know? right like I have fingers left over on one hand when I start counting out how many times I've been in the low desert oh. where, I could, where I could actually meet her. So, yeah, yeah. so I've met the plant and I don't, I don't buy that. I only use what's gifted to me from people who are from the desert. Right. And like I know, Christina. Like yep. Christina. Mm-hmm. yeah. And she has in fact gifted me with some. And, you know, so I use it very sparingly. I really love that plant mm-hmm. and I feel like it's okay for me to use it because I've got a relationship However distant it might be. Sure. But, but I've at least got i I've got, gotten to know the plants a little bit. Yep. In and you don't mean much and, with it. You don't yeah. really need much. So that's exactly. kind of nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's another part of it is understanding the, the plants that you have and, and how, how much you're going to use and how much yeah. with certain plants are so potent that you don't, it you don't really need. Very little. Yeah. Even if you were, you know, even in my, my clinic, I, I don't use that much uh, creosote. It's just because yeah. it's so just a little goes a long way.
1: Little, little, little goes a yeah. long, long, long way. Yeah.
2: Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that feast or famine thing that happens. But given the other thing is learning when you have the the famine, mm-hmm. uh, learning what are the other plants that have yeah. similar properties. And right. that's part of wildcrafting, too, because that, that some plants don't, they're not good to harvest every single year. We're losing our birches
1: yes. here. Yeah, yeah. Which is
2: a big part of our foot bath at right. the clinic.
1: That's going to be a problem. Yep. That's going to be a huge problem. Although Cottonwood shares quite a few properties. So yep. Yeah. Cottonwood is less, lives, is living, you know, is very happy in our area.
2: Good God. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, it, and uh, listeners, if you're uh Herbal Nerd Society member, then April is the time when we are focusing on putting out uh, poplar, cottonwood, uh, balma giliad. It's all kind of the same thing. Uh, article. So you can, if you're interested, then that then I would encourage you to take a look at the Herbal Nerd Society and and pop into one of those articles because that's yeah, our
1: deal. Cottonwood and poplar is one of those underused, under underspoken of trees. People go straight to birch. Right, which is you know great. Birch is a good good tree, and in areas where it's a new forest or recovering forest, they mm-hmm. do grow in abundance. Yep, but poplar and cottonwood; those trees are also growing in quite yes, abundance. And, quite true, and oftentimes they they are almost like they have so many suckers that they can be frustrating to people. Oh, yes, they
2: certainly can, and yeah. and the the puffs; they're a messy tree.
1: Yeah, people complain that they're a messy tree. Personally, I don't find that to be a problem at all. But then again, I also don't mind the Douglas fir branches and needles and mm-hmm. and cones that people complain about. So right. Yep. I think humans are more messy than trees, and I don't think we have the right to complain about <laughs> any tree making any mess because, mm-hmm. you know, really? Yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> but I think it's a cool thing to harvest the native plants very, very carefully. Uh, the... Like Doug fir, what you're yeah. talking about? Those are all over the place. They are native, but they're far more now than there ever were in the 1800s because they've been farmed so much. I don't, I don't worry about harvesting those. I well, have and they
1: drop. I mean, my they my, drop stuff. They yeah. drop. They drop branches for you, just like the cottonwoods. They drop their branches. So yep. just harvest what they're dropping. That's what they're saying: is Hey, here's some medicine. Take yeah. it. So a
2: storm. Yeah, but I got and the the um. Ones that have been introduced, I I don't really have issues harvesting those. (laughs) No problems. If I dig out a dandelion, I don't feel like, oh, dang. I know, uh, as Howie was talking about, when you're learning to to wildcraft, treat every plant that you're wildcrafting as if it is precious and rare. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's, even if it's not precious and rare, that's how you learn.
1: Yeah. I tend to treat them all as precious and rare even when they're not because they might be providing an important food source for the local birds, whatever, squirrels, whomever, Mm -hmm. Um, just because the stuff that was supposed to be there that was like naturally there Mm -hmm. 2,000 years ago may not be there so much. Because again, humans have come in. I mean, asphalt is kind of like not belonging right, right? that's not yeah. natural mm-hmm. you know i mean all the buildings and everything we, we've we've clear cut and we've destroyed so much forest and we've destroyed so much and i'm like well i try to be careful with what is there because i don't know who's using it yeah or how it's you know how it's helping the current environment yeah yeah that's very true yep well it's although in my front lawn the, the blackberry must go it were- just <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Right, and that that is a yeah. um, for people that don't live in this neighborhood of uh, Oregon, the Oregon neighborhood. Yeah. Um, Luther Burbank, the famous botanist, came through and said, "You know, I see a lot of native blackberry here. I bet you a Himalayan blackberry or a Armenian or whatever they're calling calling it that would do really well here because that's a really great fruit producer. The blackberries are so big themselves, so that, I bet it would do great." And, and it did. He was right. Yeah. Right as rain. Was he right? So now it is, takes over acres. Yes. And underneath that blackberry, there's nothing growing. Right.
1: Yeah, it tends to crowd out everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
2: So it's a problem.
1: Well, there was a place that we lived where there was a giant, giant, it must have been like 30 feet by 30 feet patch of gra- of blackberry. And if you crawled into the center of it, you could find spots where the deer had gone through. And in the center of it, there was a lot of um, bed straw, the the local cleavers. Oh, uh uh-huh. And the deer would bed down in the middle of that blackberry patch. And they had to have been safe as anything. Oh, yeah, you bet. Because nothing's going to, not much wanted to go through there. And then there was this wonderful patch of bed straw right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if someone had planted it deliberately, though definitely in that area it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So,
2: so you're crawling around in blackberry bushes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was crawling through a blackberry bush with my young son, although he decided he didn't want to go very far in and he went back out and played. Well, I crawled in because I was getting blackberries. Was oh,
2: like, I see. You were harvesting the yeah, blackberries. And I was harvesting the blackberries. Okay. I just
1: kept going deeper and deeper. And then suddenly there was the the bed from the deer. And, oh, I see. And you could see like deer scat and you could see depressions mm-hmm. where they had clearly slept there that night. And and I'm in there with my duster jacket on, which those are quite warm. Yeah, it's they are. Like oil coat, oil cloth. That was like. What was that, August, late August? Oh, you were wearing a duster in August? Because it's the only thing I have that won't be destroyed or won't let my arms be destroyed by the blackberries oh. as I'm climbing in and through the blackberries. Got it. So my son went in just a little bit. He was like maybe five years old. And he's like, yeah, no. So he went and played out on the other side, on the outside of the blackberries. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was lovely. <laughs> We made mead with those blackberries.
2: Oh, yummy. It was good. Yeah, really good stuff. I would like you guys to start doing that again.
0: <laughs> um, <yeah. clears throat> We're just now getting down to the stuff that we um, are saving for cooking, and we have a lot of cooking need. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sorry, people, but tomatoes don't make a good. I was mead. Just thinking about- it <laughs> was horrible.
0: Don't. Or, or, or pea pod.
1: I like the pea pod. You did. I do like the carrot mead and the beet mead. Yes. Why? He's well, no, right no, good. no,
0: no. Beet mead was good.
1: Yeah. I'm okay I with like the beet the mead. And the
0: but, the but the carrot, and the pea pod, and the tomato. They are good
2: for cooking, too. They're really good it for cooking.
0: True. thats true. They're great for cooking.
2: But they did not make <clears> a
1: great <throat> glass of mead. No. I thought the pea pod made a nice taste. No. I disagreed with you. I it disagree with you.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah but that's the problem maybe. with Candace. She's when she starts doing something, she doesn't just stick to tried and true. She wants to try all the different things.
1: I like mm-hmm. to experiment, and then yes, then we're does. left with cases
0: of experimentation that no one's going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I, uh, yeah, we're, but there are. It is fun because you know we go into the garage where the meat is stored, and you know there's stuff from '09, mm. '08,
1: from a decade ago. Yeah.
0: And which is really some fun. Of that is quite nice. Oh yeah. There's a couple mm, vintage vintners reserves, if you will, that I haven't <laughs> shared with anybody. And maybe when Candace can actually drink wine again, we'll sip and hopefully be able mm-hmm. to still have the elderberry. Cause there's like one or two bottles left. I found a strawberry the other day. From that oh springtime.
2: boy. You know, so that like, pear um, that y'all made. Yeah. That so there's some really
0: good ones there that, that mm-hmm. are still there, but you know, I, I did have a, a vintage one a few weeks ago, I think it was, maybe a month ago, and started to notice that that it was it, starting to go bad. It's yeah. Starting to not be in peak at oh, points.
2: Well so, yeah we, we should chug it. Just, we, need to, we need to chug it. Well okay maybe chug <laughs> in the chug word. It. We
1: might we just need, 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 need to have a, a mead party. A mead mead party. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Well the yep. next time one of our herbalists come into town for an interview, maybe we'll yeah. break out the mead for an afternoon right. instead of go. going to the local mead shop. We just hey we have our mead here. Yeah. That's
2: that's a great idea. We do have yeah. some visitors scheduled for the yeah. upcoming season.
1: Looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, I know. <gasps> do we think we're keeping that as a secret though? Little
0: yes. secret. Little Secret-ish. secret. Secret.
1: Yep. Yep. So if you are not going to get out in wildcraft, I do advise that you look at um good herbal seed producers, like strictly medicinal seeds, and there's mm-hmm. a few others Yeah, if you remember. Uh, I always go to the same one just because I know they're in the Willamette Valley. So territorial. Territorial is another territorial. One. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Log House. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And there's, I know there's there's quite a few good ones. Yeah. And wherever, you know,
2: w- your area, yeah. going to um, Master Gardeners and seeing what has been donated to Master Gardeners is yes. a good indicator that this is a responsible company. Yeah. So that's one way of of finding out if you just have nowhere else
1: yeah so <laughs> to yeah it look, out. For, look for some seeds and grow try growing a few of the plants, mm-hmm. especially the ones that don't grow maybe in your climate you know you're not going to really be able to get 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 to know the plant directly from you know just getting out in the wild with them mm-hmm. but maybe you buy them through you know other wild crafters or you buy them through you know herb um. Herb shops online and that right. sort of thing. You know, get try try growing the seeds. I mean, the seed packet doesn't cost that much. Right, sure. You know, it's a fun experiment. Sure, cheaper than a cup of coffee. Sure is. Yep.
0: So if you're going out to, lie, to wildcraft, do it responsibly. Remember, you're not the only one in the woods.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So with that, put, put an, an herb, herb on it. it.
0: Statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliate websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamin supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication.